0: Hello and a warm welcome. I am Armin Trost, Professor for Organizational Behavior at the Furtwangen University in Germany. And this is my course on social research methods. Well, hello everybody. Um, When you're writing a thesis, you'll find yourself in a very... Special challenge. You are faced with a very special challenge. And what I would like to do in this episode is, I would like to share with you some thoughts around how you can cope with this particular challenge psychologically. Um, and the thing is that, I mean, I've supervised so many theses in my life. And I also, I, I've written some, <laughs> I, I, I wrote some theses in my life. Uh, you know, there is always a very typical pattern when it comes to how the workload is spread across the entire uh, period of time from the start to the submission of the thesis. And in the beginning, you might think that you constantly spend time on your thesis every day, the same level, you know, like, okay, every day from nine to two o'clock or three o'clock, I, I, I'm going to work on this. And so step by step by step, I continuously come from the start to the end. And in reality, this is very often not the case. What I observe very often is that in the beginning, you are quite motivated. You start doing your things, uh, but then you the workload gets lower, you know. And there might be even phases where you spend entire days or maybe entire weeks where you do not work on your thesis at all. And, but then the, the submission date uh, will appear on the horizon and then you, you get stressed and then you, 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 you work like hell and then it goes up. The thing is that, and we call in psychology the planning fallacy, is that you very often don't plan really. Yeah, We just do things uh, and then we experience something that we name the overconfidence bias that we believe that we can achieve a lot in a very short period of time. There are many psychological studies that really show that people completely, sometimes completely underestimate the time they need for completing their thesis. Uh, and that has some, some psychological reasons. I mean, in the beginning, you simply do not know what is ahead. And so you think, yeah, I'm going to write that thing. So let's talk about this a little bit. And I would like to start uh, talking about motivation. You know, when, when I ask students, what is critical for writing a good thesis, many would say, yeah, it's, it's important that you are motivated. And I would say, yes, agree. Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, that's, that's true. That's, that's true for almost everything. You need to be motivated to do a good work. Uh, and of course, I mean, it's very good when you like your topic. <laughs> I would not necessarily say that you are passionate, but you should at least be curious and you should like your topic. That's for sure. But now let's talk about motivation. The thing is that very often, we overestimate what we can achieve on short term. Really, we overestimate this. It's a, it's a human bias. Uh, when you say, okay, tomorrow, I spend eight hours on my thesis and I gonna write this entire chapter of six pages or so, that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea because you cannot be focused on something like academic work for more than six hours in a day. It's it's merely impossible. It's it's merely impossible, but you overestimate it very often. You should, but you should, in the same time, you should not underestimate what you could achieve on the long run. Um, If you do a little step every day, you might be surprised how far you can get on the long run. So don't overload your days. Yeah, don't do this. I mean, of course, when you get under pressure and close to the submission time date, then then you you have pressure and you need to work like hell, but but it's absolutely sure that this will not be a good work, of course. Um, The thing is, with motivation, there is a myth. And the myth says that you can motivate yourself. Can you motivate yourself? No, you can't. You cannot motivate yourself. You cannot affect your own will. Uh, I mean, <laughs> now some, some, some of you might be surprised. Say, hmm, well, why shouldn't I be able to motivate myself? Because you aren't. You can't. You cannot motivate yourself. There is not a button somewhere where it just to say, okay, push that button and now that I'm motivated. I mean, what does that mean? Motivate yourself doing some exercise in the morning, like chaka, and I got to make it, yeah. is is that what you mean with motivate yourself? You cannot motivate yourself, like you cannot lift yourself. It's simply not possible. But what you can do is you can set goals. You can set goals and then you can shape the situation in which you are doing your thesis so that you can achieve your goals. That's the point. You need to shape your situation. You need to shape your environment so that you can reach your goal. That's it. You have to shape your external forces, your external conditions that make you concentrate on your thesis. That's what you can do. And um, let me start with, with one idea here, and it's, it's, it's pretty much very often about, about distraction. I mean... You sit alone, and then you write your thesis, right? And um, it's just you. You're a computer, and and nothing, and the internet. Um, and then you sit there. You sit there, sit there, sit there. One hour, two hour, three hour, four hour, five hour, six hour. And you know, your work, your thesis constantly competes against other nice things that you could do. I mean, you could have the idea, why not eating something now? It's better than reading this boring article. Come on, let's read the news. What happened in the world out there? Maybe I do some shopping, right? Somewhere on the on shopping online, maybe. Or, I mean, that applies to me. I, I'm a musician and I, 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 I'm surrounded by guitars. Hey, let's make some music, yeah? Oh, I had to clean my room anyway, so let's do some household stuff, right? Uh, maybe a little workout would be cool. Uh, it's 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 good anyway. Some would say, all right, let's make some art, drawing picture or something. That would be nice now, yeah? Or, I mean, maybe you, you, you spend your time together with some roommates. Um, well, let's have breakfast with them first. Yeah, let's have them a cigarette on the balcony, or you know. And then you are constantly construct- uh, uh, distracted by WhatsApp, checking your messages all the time, all the time. And maybe you spend your time on social media, whatever platform that is, and that absorbs you. Also, watching porn is a is a is a really problem. We know this. Completely underestimated, but I mean. When a, a scientific article uh, competes against some porn sites, I mean, guess who wins? I mean, don't you need to be a psychologist, how distracting that might be, yeah? Having a coffee, having a tea, having a cigarette, or maybe just doing nothing. Oh, I wanted to call mom anyway. So, I mean, there are so many things that you could do instead of focusing on your thesis. Always. And, and these things are always there, and they always they always <laughs> welcome you, and say, "Hey, come on, let's check the message. that's oh, a coffee. Hey, here I am. Won't you have a coffee?" You know, and then you are in a constant battle, you know And, and that's not good. And, 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 and very often the other things, they win the battle. So uh, you, could, you could shape your environment so that you're not distracted. I mean, some, some go in the library, maybe, yeah. leaving their smartphone outside, yeah? having no internet, just saying, okay, now I sit in the library with that 10-page article, and in the next two, three hours, I'm going to just read that one. I'm not being distracted uh, at all. Or what you could do is um, meet with your um, fellow students. Spend time together. I mean, not to distract each other, but to say, we together, we now sit on this table working together. And then when you have this joint commitment, now focusing on something, also having rules, saying we will not smoke a cigarette now, we will not do this, we will not do that. Just sit together and be focused on that. And you create some group pressure. You know, that's what I mean. You have to create your own environment that forces you to do your thing. Maybe you spend time in your parents' house or you spend time somewhere or you, 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 you put away your smartphone, you put away your laptop, you put away your internet for a while. Because, believe me, for most of the part of your thesis, you don't need a computer. Because writing a thesis is not to write. Writing a thesis primarily is about to read and to think. And you don't need a computer to think. Sometimes a piece of paper would be enough, so put it away. Say, from 9 to 12, I don't use any damn computer. And I give my smartphone, I give it to my friend. And I tell him, please promise me, don't give it back to me before noon. You know, this is what I mean with shaping an environment that forces you to do what you need to do. That's what you can do. You cannot motivate yourself, but you can create your your situation have the right objectives in mind i mean i i very often see students who talk to each other and they ask uh, each other oh how far are you with your thesis i know in the time when you're writing a thesis this is the most cruel question and i've experienced this many many years with my doctoral thesis hey armin what is the status of your thesis oh i'm gonna kill you don't ask me this again you know no, you don't want to ask this, this thing. Oh, so, okay. But, you know, when students are asked, what is the status of your thesis? What you very often hear is that they share the number of pages they have already written. But believe me, the number of pages you have already written is not the right objective. That's, it's really not. That's just pages. Uh, and when you have this objective... And say, I want to write 60 pages. Then you will write 60 pages. But that's not the right objective. The the objective of a thesis is not to create pages. The objective of a thesis is to create a new insight that matters. That's the idea. Okay, you have to report it somewhere on some pages, but, but that's not the point. I mean, I tell my students very often, I do not care how long your thesis is, really. And if you have a brilliant thesis, a brilliant academic work on 10 pages, excellent. I mean, look at all those articles in, 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 in peer-reviewed journals. They are rarely longer than, than I don't know, 10 pages. Right? So it's not about creating pages. Have the right objectives. Have the right objectives. Uh, successful students set realistic goals. So that means that you would say, um, this week, I'm only going to deal with this topic. Only. Only, only. And I will focus on nothing else. In this week, I'm going to read this book. That's the task of this week. Right? I'm going to focus on this. And it's realistic. Losers, and we know this, from, uh, from motivation, research about motivation. Losers tend to set unrealistic goals. Don't be a loser, set realistic goals. I mean, really realistic. Because when you set realistic goals, you have a higher level of what we name self-efficacy. Self-efficacy is a psychological concept which is about, do I have the belief that I get it done? And if you set unrealistic goals, you, you, you rarely have this belief. And if you don't have this belief, you, you you right from the start you know you're gonna lose. And and I mean who is motivated to start something where you sure you're gonna lose? You don't want to lose. You you want to win, you want to succeed. So set your goals in a way that they are realis- realistic and that you really believe you're gonna make it. That's self-efficacy. It's absolutely uh, 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 important. Anything else make you feel bad, incompetent? I mean, you 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 arrange your your own your your own uh, failure, and this is it's something uh, not something that you you want to do, okay? And as I said, I mean, focus on one topic at a time. It's also you could also be distracted within your thesis. I mean, looking at very different theories, different viewpoints, all at one time. No, don't do it. Be focused. I mean, that's why we have a a structure in every thesis. So to say, okay, we have a certain subparagraph, we have different building blocks that make up the thesis. And at one time I focus on one building block and I don't want to get distracted by all the others. Okay. So there is... One thing that I found absolutely crucial when I said all this, it's, you know, you sometimes might have the idea that when you write a thesis, it's going to be a stepwise process. You say, okay, now I'm here, and in the end, I want to be here. You know, I go step by step by step by step, then luckily I will be there. And you might think that in the beginning, when you still know nothing or not so much, you think that. With every step I go, things get clearer. Yeah? Or in other words, you'd say that with every step I go, I'm going to reduce the complexity. The opposite is the case. And that's something that you should not underestimate. Um, when you start writing the thesis, you're in a state of uninformed optimism. You say, hooray, I have a wonderful topic. All right, now my thesis is going to be great. I'm going to run a cool experiment. Yeet. And then say, okay, now just do it. No, not just do it. The moment when you start focusing on your thesis, the moment when you start reading one article after another, when you dig into this topic, the topic will become more complex. Because why? Because... Now you move out of this level of ignorance. I mean, what is ignorance? I mean, that's the starting point, uninformed optimist. It's ignorance is you, you you don't know a lot, but you're not aware of that. You do not know how much you don't know. But once you start reading, you know how much you don't know. And, 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 and that happens. And then the thesis gets not smaller and clearer. It's, get, it's getting bigger, you know? And at some point of time you, you face something like informed pessimism and you say, oh God, it's crazy. So many theories, so many contradicting experiments out there, so many different things. Oh, I don't know start, I don't know where to start and where to end. Ah, you know. And then you, you come to a level of maximum despair. I mean that's the moment where my students call me and say, Ah, Professor, I, I I'm lost. I'm lost. I, I, I'm no more capable of getting my arms around that damn thing. Yeah, but then just continue, continue, continue. And then sleep a lot, <laughs> really. sleep. Uh, while you sleep, things will get sorted. Make, make, I mean, my technique always was do long walks. Yeah, and let your brain work that thing out talk to others, discuss things through and give that complicated thing the room for for clarification. There is no recipe for how you get from the level of maximum despair to the feeling of high self-efficacy. There is no recipe for that. Just thinking, talking, sleeping, you know, uh, hoping that at some day in the morning under the shower Think, oh wow, now I got it. It's this and this and this and things get sorted out. Yeah? And in the end, you might be on the level of informed optimism. So, I mean, that's, that's something which is really crucial. And that's also one reason why I always encourage students to, to be very, very, very focused in what they are doing as part of their thesis. Because if you start big with your topic, if you have a big scope, you always must assume it's gonna get bigger, right? So your, your hypotheses and the research question should be as focused as possible. It's gonna get big and complicated anyway. I know sometimes in the beginning that hurts, right? But, okay. But as I mentioned in the beginning, you, you underestimate the complexity Pressure is growing towards the end of the uh, uh, submission date and then you feel something like stress. What is stress? Stress is when you, when you feel that it might not only be a challenge, it might even be a threat. It might be a threat really. And, and you have the feeling, I mean, based on some stress theories, you, you, you might have the feeling that the resources you have, the cognitive resources maybe, the timely resources are not sufficient to cope with that particular challenge. So there is a misfit. And that leads to a feeling of stress. And we can look at stress at, from different angles. I don't want to go too deep into this, but when we talk about stress today, it's very, very interesting to look at the, the human being uh, from as, 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 a, as a being consisting of multiple components, so to speak, or subsystems, or, or however you name it, layers. Uh. So one is cognition. One is behavior. One is emotion. One is the body, physiology. Cognition. When you face stress you you can you can cope with stress by by reflecting on your thinking. The way you think about your thesis matters here. I mean, there are ideas like saying, "Well, okay, I mean the thesis that gone will not be be anything uh even when I don't get a good grade, life will go on, right." It's not so important. My life will not depend on it. So it's the way you think of it. Or, well, just the feeling. Or not the feeling. The thinking that you're going to make it. That you say, well, look, it's the end of my study. And I have coped with so many things. And I have felt this pressure many times already. And I always made it. Or almost always. <laughs> so I'm going to make it this time as well. Also, when you start structuring your things, have a plan. Yeah? Uh, make the challenge visible. Yeah? That could help. So it's the way how you think about your thesis and about the progress. That, that's one part how you can deal with that. Yeah? So, and the other thing is behavior. Uh, the way you handle it. Shape your behavior. It's really about action. It's about what you do. Behavior is not here meant in terms of of learning and thinking. It's really the real behavior. Have your routine. Stand up in the morning, always in the same time. Have clear time slots in which you focus on your thesis. Don't make them too long. Maybe three hours in the morning, two hours in the late afternoon or something like this. And then stick to it, really. So just shape your behavior. It does not matter what you think, what you feel or whatever, just do it. And once you start doing it, it it, it turns into a a habit. And that's going to make you feel well, really. Have routines. That's 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 uh, the most important um, recommendation here. It's just based on behavior. Yeah. Then emotion. I mean, you might feel bad. You might feel threatened. You might feel uh, you might feel you might be worried. You you other things, and you know, it could happen that whenever you think about your thesis, you get a bad feeling because. Yeah, it's, uh, you see it as, a, as an entire misery and, and everything. And if you don't have fun in the time during writing your thesis, you, I mean, your thesis will become associated to bad feelings. That's not good. So have, have every day something that you will look forward to. Something that you love, something that you like, something that you deeply enjoy, right? Go to the cinema, play golf every day if possible, yeah? Meet friends, yeah? Drink some beer, yeah? Don't torture yourself. They're going to make you feel bad, okay? So adding positive feeling to this entire project it's absolutely cool, and, and it, it, it's really not a good idea. Really, as I told you, when when you are tired in the evening, and you, really, and you you cannot concentrate, and say, "No, I still have to work on my thesis up to midnight." What a bloody idea! You you are you you can't concentrate. You're tired. You 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 have not the cognitive capabilities. You you don't. Um, you don't relax, yeah? You don't retreat, you spend your time in a better way, have some fun. Yeah? But then be focused on the other day. Yeah That's, that's essential. Yeah? So otherwise, this entire thing is going to make you feel very, very bad. And how should you be motivated about something that makes you feel bad? And then physiology, the, the experience of stress is pretty much related to how your body reacts. So make sure that you keep in shape during the thesis. Make make exercise as much as you can. Have a walk. Uh, take care about your nutrition. Don't drink too much. Absolutely important. I mean the the physiology that relates to your hardware. Well. And the hardware well must be strong and if you don't do sports, if you don't move, if you don't do anything like this, you're going to s- don't sleep well. Sleep is extremely important for writing your thesis. It's the most important phase in your thesis, really. The night when you sleep, when you dream. Uh, if you if don't have well nutrition, not, it's not good. So, so look at these things as well. Cognition, the way you think about it, the way you actually behave, the way how you take care for your feelings, your emotions and your body. These are some things that I would really recommend uh, uh, fo- focusing on. So, in the end when you write that thing, you have to tell a story. You have to tell a story. And how does that look like? I mean, how do you get to that? In the beginning, when you start writing your thesis, when you, when you work on your thesis, you might read a lot. Yeah, and and in this phase you you gain a broad understanding. You make yourself familiar with everything. So and then of course you make notes and and all the like. Okay? And then when you when you when you move to a higher level of maturity, you, you 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 might be capable of structuring your line of arguments. You might structure your story, yeah, your theory and everything. And and you might always look at your notes. To, to recall things okay but then really you make a cut and then you put away all these things and then you write that damn thing from your mind based on your understanding and not based on your notes on your table the notes just there to support you a little bit you know why do I tell you this I've seen so many theses in my life and there's always, not not always, but very often, the same mistake. The same mistake. Students, they read, read, read. Yeah? And that's the story here. They read a lot. They make notes, maybe in their document, in, in, in your text editing software. And then they have all these notes, all these pieces of thoughts, of ideas and theories and everything. And then they take these notes and they transform it into a fluent text. And that's a bad idea. Really, I can tell from the text whether a student has done this or not. Don't do this. Yeah, I very often see uh, that the texts like it sounds like in addition, blah blah blah. Furthermore, blah blah blah. Said this, um, moreover, <laughs> said this, uh, in addition, <laughs> not to forget. <laughs> okay, hey, what you did here is you just translate your damn notes into a kind of text, but there is no line, there is no structure, there's nothing, it's just a a patchwork a written patchwork of ideas hard to be read hard to understand hard to follow bad idea so really create your own understanding and before you write this thing my recommendation is always have a long walk and think your thesis through i mean that's something that i do as a supervisor so i ask the student tell me the story of your thesis we you start in the beginning with your research question and now you tell me your story and i Do not want you to have any notes on your table. If you can't do this, you are not ready to write that thing. You have to be able to write the things from your mind and not from your notes. Okay, that's (laughs) a very important point, you know. So, last thing is your relation to the supervisor. The supervisor, the thesis supervisor, might be the person in that entire game that plays a crucial role. Because, I mean, in the end, it's you and your supervisor, right? I mean, sometimes you have fellow students who work on similar things and with whom you can exchange. And so, of course, I mean, there are people around, but your supervisor, I mean, that's a, that's a crucial person, right? And you should be clear about your relation to the supervisor. What is that? thesis supervision. What does that mean? You should have a clear understanding and your supervisor should have a clear understanding. And you know, I, I, in, 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 my, in my human resource management classes and also in my classes about industrial and organizational psychology, I always refer to a model that I once developed. I say, there are four different roles any leader, any supervisor uh, can take. And that also applies for the thesis supervisor of course. So let me show you the four different roles. Um, it could be that your supervisor acts like a boss. <laughs> I consciously use this term, a boss, you know. A boss supervisor is a supervisor who tells you exactly what to do. You, you show your supervisor the structure of your thesis and you ask, hey supervisor, is that okay? And then the supervisor will walk to, mm, no, no, I want it to be like this and this and this, okay, do it. Yeah? So the supervisor is a boss, Always tells you what you need to do, and when you do everything, well, as the supervisor has expect you to do, you get your perfect grade. Nice, you don't have to think, really. The supervisor tells you what to do. Yeah. Sometimes, and that's my style. <laughs> a supervisor could act as a coach. so for instance. When my students ask me, hey, professor, look, here is my structure of my thesis. Is that okay? I respond by saying, well, I don't know. Is it okay? What do you think? Is it okay? You don't know? Hmm. What makes up a good structure? Huh? Can you tell me that? Okay. So, okay. mm yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And does the, to what extent does that apply to your own structure? I, I... Are you uncertain about your structure? Okay, what is your uncertainty? Please tell me. Okay, what could you do to reduce your uncertainty? You know, that drives the students crazy. They, they, they look at me and I say, oh, Professor, couldn't you just tell me whether it's okay or not? I say, no. You want me to think? No, you think. You're responsible. It's your thesis, not mine. So it's, that's the coach, right? I could also be a mentor. A mentor is somebody who is supporting, right? enabling. Um, A mentor helps you. Say, hey, you write your thesis, but I make sure that you have everything, understanding, infrastructure, subjects for your experiments. I make sure that you have everything so that you can do your thesis successfully. Right? So... That's the mentor. I support you, but you're still responsible, right? Um, and then there might be the partner. I mean, that does not apply so much. I mean, it depends. A partner means that we do the thing together. It could be that the supervisor, or the professor, may be so interested in your topic, in your thesis, that literally you do together. <laughs> you constantly share your ideas. Hmm, should we do the experiment like this or that? You share the responsibility, more or less. Right, so uh, that I know it's very rough now. (laughs) It's four different roles, and very often it's a mixture of different roles. Here is the thing: if you, as a student, if you are not clear about the role of your supervisor, you might get frustrated. There might be misunderstanding, uh, and that's not good. Also, your supervisor better is clear about your role. I mean, your supervisor have never heard about these things, probably, unless they, they are professors in human resource management and they have attended my YouTube classes. <laughs> but most of them are not familiar with these different roles. So, so clarify that. So you, you, you ask your supervisor, okay, professor, how should, we, how should we work together? What is your role? What will you do? Should, should, I, should I present you my work every week so that you can tell me whether you are fine with that? Is that the way you do it? Or should I just ask you on demand? Am I responsible? Are you responsible? What, what, what is the role? How should we interact? I should be very, very clear about this. That does not only apply for thesis supervision. That applies for leadership uh, at all. <laughs> eh? Be clear about the roles you play and communicate it accordingly. Okay? So, these were some thoughts around the psychology of writing a thesis. And, yeah, with this episode, I finished the entire series. I hope you did enjoy it. It was fun. Yeah? And maybe see us in another series. Who knows? Okay, wish you all the best.